everyone and welcome hello and welcome guess what today is today is thursday and you know what thursday is beyond small talk day my name is jackie janik and i'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you are watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time hey and the love cheerleader is here after 67 episodes i'm a former love and relationship coach we have not talked about love and relationships is that not crazy or what I mean as a 45 year old woman you know there's been some heartbreaks in this life um actually my first uh life coach Anna Goldstein I went to her for love and relationship advice so let's get Lanice Thrasher on she's the love break who hasn't had any like don't leave us hanging everyone has had some and what do we do about it hi hey how are you I'm move you back there we go hey oh there we go okay i was like oh my god i can't hear but i can hear you how are you oh, good how are you good oh you look i love the earrings like you look like the love cheerleader i love it <laughs> thank you thank you for having me i really really appreciate it Oh, anytime. I, this is a topic. I don't know why I've been a little hesitant to have it on um, Beyond Small Talk. I mean, I just mentioned we're 67 episodes in and like love and relationships is such a hot topic. Like I, we all have that kind of like um, thing to talk about. Like who hasn't? I mean, I said I'm 45 years old. Of course, I've experienced like heartbreak and just, you know, stuff <laughs> in relationships. And it's like, how come I've never talked about it? I should look a bit more into that now. But um, can you introduce yourself? Give us a bit of a background, like why and how did you become the love cheerleader? Absolutely. So my name is Lanice. I am the love cheerleader. Um, I'm based out of Atlanta. So I'm down south here in Atlanta. Um, so how did I get started? So actually, um, I'll tell a little bit about my business and then I'll kind of tell you how mm -hmm. I um, so I teach busy professionals how to let go of the pain caused by divorce and past relationships so that they can actually heal, live, and love again. So those are that's like overall what I do. Um, and how I got into it is I actually found myself in the middle of a divorce seven years ago. And mm. it's such a hush-hush topic. People don't talk about it. They're just like, oh, just get through it. And you're like, but how? Like, what, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? What do you do? What? Who do I call? Like, what do I go? Like, what do I do? And it's so hush hush. Like there were people like, you know, I've been around people who've gone through divorce. They don't talk about it. I've been around family. They don't talk about it. It's just that, oh, sh like you just don't talk about it. So I found myself in the middle of it, did not know what to do. Um, so I just took myself on this massive healing journey. And it took me a while, but I was very strategic with it. And I just really formed this whole like strategy around me, like healing. And so everybody else started seeing that I was healed and they were like, hey, can you help me? Can you talk to me? And I was like, okay, sure. I don't mind. So I just started talking to people, helping people through it. Um, and then next thing I know, they're like, okay, well, I want more help and I want more help. And I was like, ooh, this is sounding like something like I should do. <laughs> um, and I tell everybody, God really like tapped me and was like, I want you to do this. And I was like, mm, not ready though. <laughs> I think you mean somebody else, not me. So I kind of <laughs> ran for I ran from it for a while and then eventually God was like, No, like I need you to do this right now. And I was like, Okay. So um, so I do and I love it. Like it was never a thing about me not loving it. I was just you know, it's a scary thing because people don't talk about it. Um, so I'm breaking 
barriers by talking about it, helping people actually get healed. And it's like one of the best parts of my day. I absolutely love it. I mean, and that's exactly what Beyond Small Talk is all about, having these conversations that women don't always have. And I'm, I'm curious, like, what you've heard. Why is this such a shame? I feel like there's shame around it as a topic like, oh, they're divorced. I always, when I've had people tell me, oh, I'm getting divorced, sometimes mm -hmm. I've said congratulations. Like, me sometimes it's okay. Like, what is, like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, do you, like, I always think about, would I rather be right or happy? Or like, wh what do you want to be? Do you want to be right or be happy? Like, right, because you stay in a marriage that you're not happy about? Can you um, share, like, what is the stigma around this? I'm, I, I personally, I don't feel it, see it, and I don't do it to others, but right. others obviously do. Yeah, it. so it's, it's a huge stigma behind getting a divorce. It's like everybody, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you had a big wedding, small wedding, whatever it is, people just see, oh my gosh, you got married. And they just see happily ever after, right? So then when you break that, they're like, oh, I'm getting a divorce. They're like, oh man, like they start feeling sad. And sometimes, no, this was a good thing. Like nothing to be sad about. It was an absolute like for the best, I feel sad about it. But it's still really hush-hush. And there's a lot of negative like, things with getting a divorce is like that D word. And that's what I call it. It's like, I went through that D word. People don't want to say it. They're like, oh, I don't want to say it. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. And it's like, it's okay to talk about it, right? Like, it's okay. Don't feel like you can't talk about it. But it's a lot of that surrounding that word. Even when I've gone to different conferences with women and they're like, oh, I got a divorce. It's like, they kind of like hush, hush and kind of like- It's like a whisper, it's like, right? It's like, oh, I just got divorced. It's like, what? Exactly. And you're like, you have to do that, right? Like, you can just say right. it. it doesn't define you. And a lot of times people look at it as it defines my whole life. It's just everything is regard is, is regard is surrounding that divorce. And that's just not true. So it's just a big thing. And I'm just trying to help people break that stigma. So it's not negative, right? Like the things that may have caused you to go through that divorce have not been positive, right? But now that you're here, let's work through it. And let's heal. And once you heal, you can walk into a room and say, Yep, I've been divorced before. And this is what I've done. And now I'm doing this, you know, so it's a I'm just trying to help people change that change the way that they view it, and change the way that they talk about it. Yeah, 100%. And it's not like people go around and whispering, I just got married. Right. You know, like, no one does that. And it's like, you get married and people like give you this big congratulations and a pat on the back. And I think, did you do the work before you got married? Like, if you did that work, I got married, what, you know, society assumes is later in life, I was 34. Um, I think, now looking back, this is my anniversary month, October, um, 11 years. And that is a hoo-hoo because that took work 11 years, not the day that we got married. Like, hello. And, I'm, and it took, I, I say, if I got married a day before when I did, um, it wouldn't feel like how it feels now, right? Because right. I, I was totally not ready. Um, so... I've just been thinking about like relationships and like the stigma. Like I just feel for women who feel like this is like, do you ever hear the word? Maybe they say it's a failure or it's their fault. And a lot of like, I feel like blame is put on you when um, there's two people in the relationship, right? 
Yeah, there's two people, but a lot of times we take on that. And I've dealt with a lot of clients who are like, I feel like such a failure. Like, I feel like damaged goods on the shelf. And I'm like, mm. no, not damaged goods just because this happened to you. This is just a chapter of your story. It's not the whole story. And a lot of times we take these breakups and like a divorce as it's the whole book. And it's like, no, there's other pages behind this chapter. So I really help. I really want to help people kind of work through that because thinking of yourself as a failure is such negative talk. And we say that so much to ourselves that we actually start to believe it. And we walk around, mm -hmm. oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. And then it follows you. So it can follow you in a new relationship. It can follow you at work. It can follow you with how you handle your family and your friends, right? And you don't even understand that that's happening. But you spoke so much negative talk that now you're here. And now all of a sudden, this is how you view things. And it's just not the right way to handle it. I try to work with people to silence that negative talk and let's find something positive about yourself, right? There's one thing you can find, whether or not it may not be, you know, it may be hard to find it, but it could be something as simple as I like my hair. I like my nose. <laughs> if you can't find anything else. Find one thing that you like about yourself and let's focus on that. Let's stop focusing on this negative talk that comes with getting a divorce or going through this or going through that. Like, let's really focus on something positive because there's something positive. Let's just kill all the negative talk, though. Yeah, I agree. I think there is definitely positive um, things that go on in divorce. Not every, I mean, I, um, you could share more on this, but all the reasons of the divorce or people like breaking up or feeling that heartbreak, there might be some like little glimmers of hope in those things of like, okay, maybe that's for a reason. Right. I don't know, I'm just Everything spitballing. Happens for a reason, right? So we don't know what that reason is, right? Like, I don't know what the reason is initially, but once I can talk to people, I'm able to kind of narrow it down. And I'm like, well, this was the reason, right? It may have taught you this lesson and you may take this yeah. lesson and carry it with you to your work. And now you're able to do something different, right? So it could be happened and now you're finding yourself giving a presentation to someone at work about whatever the case may be or sharing your experience with somebody else. Now, when you go through in the beginning, you never think that it's going to come up at like work, for example, but sometimes that's how it happens. And it was just for a different reason, right? You were just here to share your story with someone completely different. And it just, it blows your mind of how things work. And you just like, you never, you never can see where you're going to go. So sometimes you just need to view it from a different lens and just find that positive about it. Yeah, my a good friend of mine, Lauren, she was on in season one. She told me, she goes, I just put on a different heel for a new perspective. And I'm like, that's so funny. Like today I I got out of my sneakers and like I put on a like a little booty and I feel different. And it's like, okay, what's a new uh, perspective or, you know, turning it on its head, giving it a 180 spin and be like, how else can I look at this that it's teaching me a lesson or it's directing me in somewhere bigger and better and happier. Um, when you talk about heartbreak, um, I'm sure everyone knows what it feels like, but do you ask people like, what does your heartbreak feel like? Because I'm sure people have different definitions of it. They do. Um, so it feels like extreme anxiety, right? It feels like sorrow. It feels like pain. 
right? Those are the common words that I use and I hear from people when they describe it. And even when I described it, right? Like those are the words that I use to actually describe that heartbreak. Is this something that you, you like you're feeling this, right? You're feeling anxious about something. You're having to make a decision or maybe that decision has already been made and now you're sitting in that. So it just feels like that, right? It's a lot of like anxiety, sorrow, pain. Um, but, you know, there's ways to get around it, right? So there's like seven stages of grief which actually are the seven stages of heartbreak that I found as well. So I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure I didn't call them out of order or anything. So um, the seven stages of grief are shock and disbelief. Then you have a denial stage. Then you have bargaining. Then you have guilt. Then you have anger. Then you have depression. And then you have acceptance and hope. So you go through all of these different emotions at any given time because you don't know where you're going to be like you could start at shock and then you could move to anger you know like it could just be anything right i know for myself i went through a wide variety of emotions and then i was like okay i just need to accept it right like it's here um and we just need to accept it and work through it um but those are like heartbreak is so difficult it's so such a hard thing to go through but it's definitely something that you can get through yeah, and the more in the past like months, especially these past 18 months of living through a pandemic, I've been realizing that this is just a moment of a feeling. And we all have emotions and they come in and out like waves. And sometimes they feel like heartbreak and despair and sorrow. And maybe in a few minutes, I'll feel a tad of happiness. Um, I remember I felt significant heartbreak, um, not in a romantic relationship, but when my father passed away, right? And those the levels of grief that you were seeing. Saying, I literally remember going through all of them and during one like really sorrow like just like depressed phase I reached out to um, a spiritual coach I had and I said I'm so tired of feeling this way I just want to smile and he wrote back to me you can choose to do so and I'm like right. but no I'm supposed to be sad you know at a certain <laughs> point I was like but I'm supposed to be this depressed and right. he wrote back to me you can choose that too Right. So the point is, is that you can choose that new feeling like you can reach for that new feeling. Um, and that's kind of a bit of how I move through my emotions when, you know, sometimes it's OK to be sad and feel like the depression or feel like the that emotion. Like, why do I, I don't believe in stuffing down the emotions that like have like maybe negative connotations around them. Right. And then move through them. So. Can you share how you said to heal and kind of like move through them, a tip that you would have for someone? Absolutely. So I wrote down some tips. I wrote down about so we can walk through them. Um, so the first tip that yes. I have is to accept the pain, right? A lot of times mm -hmm. we avoid accepting this pain of what's happening. So the first thing I say is you have to accept it. It's the hardest thing to do, though, right? It's super hard to accept it, right? Whether you've been with someone for a year five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, it's really, really hard to accept that this is over, right? So the first thing you have to do is accept the pain. Um, the second thing I talked about a little bit earlier, but you just want to like accept that you're not a failure. Because a lot of times, like I said before, you have all this negative talk and negative, like Come just on. everything negative, right? You're like, I'm a failure. No one's going to ever love me again. Why didn't like you have all this negative talk so you have to absolutely stop the negative talk and just realize and accept that you're not a failure this was just a chapter in your life it was not the whole story of your life so that's the second thing um and then the last thing is forgive yourself 
So a lot of times forgiveness is like the last thing that we can even see, maybe for the other person, but we don't even see it for ourselves. It's hard to forgive ourselves because maybe we saw these like red flags and we didn't do anything about it. We just stayed there. And then when something ends, we're like, oh no, like I'm the cause of this, right? Like I could have got out five years ago. I could have got out two years ago. I could have got out a month ago, you know, but instead we're like, oh, I didn't. And then it's hard to forgive ourselves, but we have to forgive ourselves, right? Forgiveness is not only, you know, it's for us. Like a lot of times we look at it like, oh, it's for the other person. It's really for you. Like it's for you to get, for you to have that peace. And a lot of times we just don't do it. So those are the three things that I recommend that people do. And then they can actually start their healing process. Um, Because a lot of times people skip a lot of that right? Like they don't accept it or it takes them so long to accept it. And it's like, you just have to accept and just take that first step that, hey, this has ended and I'm now ready to move forward, right? Or I, this has ended and I'm I'm hurt, right? But, we, but you need to accept either something, right? Like it ended and accept where you are right now, because it's just so many people don't do it. And then they end up just like bleeding on everybody. And I see it all the time, and I'm always like, I just wish they would heal, you know, because then you can be happy for other people, like other people in your circle might be doing something, but you can't be happy for them because you haven't healed over here. And then they're like, oh, I have all this happy news and I want to tell you all these things. And you just can't allow yourself to receive it because you're still battling things that you just won't let go of. So it's super important and it covers a gamut of things, but it's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. Like acceptance to me is like the catalyst for feeling free. Like if you just accept what is, is, is without um, a connotation around it. Because sometimes I think people, we label a lot of things. We like it to be, you know, right or wrong, good or bad, Mm -hmm. negative or positive. Like we live in this like dual society that maybe it's just a neutral feeling right that's for me the work I've done around um heartbreak is through number one your number one tip is acceptance Mm -hmm. like fully accepting that it is what it is without a connotation without a meaning for me has led to like that healing process and for me healing feels like freedom right? right like just free of being who I am and I love that. Like for me, acceptance has been like the top thing that I'm always striving for. I took, like, I've always want to feel free. And people are like, oh, I just want to be free, especially in the work world. Like, I want to be free. I want to feel free. And but I was like, what does that even mean to you? I like how you define things because I feel like people really need to define it or define it for themselves. So right. one, you said acceptance. Two, you said was um, the negative self-talk, right? right? People... Yeah, it's so easy to talk bad. Like, why do I find it easy to be like, oh, I suck today? You know, like, it's just like, it comes right up. And and the next thing you know, you're talking negatively and you don't even know where it comes from. And a lot of times you say so negatively about yourself. Like, you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm a failure. And you're like, what? No, like, where did this come from? Like, you just woke up. Where did this come from? (laughs) it's six oh four in the morning. How? What did you possibly do when you just woke up from bed? <laughs> you just got up. <laughs> so yeah, I I definitely would have stopped that negative talk because it can it can really damage you. I've seen people who have been holding on from a relationship for years, 
And they just have such negative talk about themselves because of what happened, whether that person left or whatever the case may be. They have such negative talk that they can't even enjoy something new. Like they just can't even enjoy it because they're like, oh, I'm such a failure or no one's ever going to love me or he's just doing this because of that. And you're like, you can't even find anything positive. Like, stop. <laughs> let's let's yeah. take a step back. And <laughs> completely. And someone uh, recommended to me to wear a rubber band. Right. And when I have a negative thought or something, give myself a little like not hard, but like to like bring myself back to the present moment to know that like right here, right now, right. Um, I'm not that, right? Exactly. Like in the present moment, like we were talking about when you, not the past, not the future, right here, right now, we all are like loving beings. You're not a failure right here, right now, right? And one thing, my dad always said this to me as a kid, he was like, like it is what it is. And he always said that. And as I was tired of hearing it. I was like, well, can you say something else? Like, do you have a <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of hearing you. But when I went through my divorce, that was the number one thing my dad said outside of, you know, acceptance and all that and just taking time to heal. He said, it is what it is. Like, nothing is going to change this. Like, you made a decision. He's made a decision. This is what's happening now. So it is what it is. So now you have to take that next step and you have to move forward. So whatever that looks like, you know, do that. And that's what he told me. And I was like, okay. You're right. Nothing's going to change this. So let's move forward. You have no place. Like, you can't go anywhere else but forward. Like, going backwards right. is an option at that point. So that was the biggest thing you shared with me. Oh, that was very smart. Of, very <laughs> wise of your dad. That was very nice. Um, and the last one was, can you repeat it again? I'm sorry. Forgive yourself. Forgive. Forgiveness. Yes forgiveness and I can see how you know sometimes that is challenging because like we were saying if you don't accept it if you give yourself the um the negative self-talk how are you going to be able to forgive yourself and what does that look like for people like how do they how do they do it like how do some people do that well the first thing is you just I mean it kind of goes back to the first steps right if you can accept what's happening then you can learn to forgive right like it you can't do one without the other at least not from what I have what clients you can't you can't even forgive until you accept so you have to first accept and then you can actually forgive right because there's so many things that forgiveness does it gives you strength it gives you peace and it just gives you that space to be happy again there's so much there's so much power to saying i forgive xyz for whatever they did right because now you're releasing all of that like you're saying i forgive you I'm going to release it. I'm not going to let it hold on. I'm not going to hold on to it anymore. I'm not going to allow it to build up a grudge, resentment, anything like that. I'm releasing all of those emotions and choosing to forgive and choosing to now take the necessary steps to heal and to move forward. Um, and so it is a hard thing to do, but it is just something it's super necessary to just say, I forgive myself. Like for all the things that happened, all the things that I did, didn't do, they did, didn't do. I'm for, I'm choosing. You have to make that decision that I'm choosing. You know, like you can't do anything until you make that decision to forgive. And just think about it. Like, if you haven't fallen out with anybody, right, let's say a family member, you have to make a decision to say, like, I forgive, right? Like, I forgive them. So we got to give that same grace to ourselves and say, I forgive me for all the things that I did or all the things that I didn't do. But I have to give myself that same grace to just say, I forgive. And I'm not going to allow it to hold on anymore. I'm going to take a deep breath and let it out. 
and I am going to move forward and not let that hold. I'm not going to hold on to that anymore. I'm not going to hold on to that resentment and that like frustration and that anger and that anxiety. Like I'm going to just say, I forgive myself. So that's huge. Yeah. And like you said, it's not always the easiest. It can no. take time, right? There's not a time stamp on, I think there's not a time stamp on like um, heartbreak. Because I don't know if you watch Sex in the City, but there was an episode that uh, Charlotte was talking about. There's a week for every year you're together or like she added like a formula around how long heartbreak takes, right? Like to get over and I was like, it's not like that. <laughs> and <laughs> I wish there was then everybody would be like, okay, I see the end, you know, like I see the end. I cry for three weeks and I'm done. Exactly. And healing is a process, right? Like it takes mm -hmm. time to go through that. But if you have ways to get you started and to actually help you yeah. along the process, that's what that's what's important. Um, because a lot of times there is no real strategy. You just have to sit in it, which is I think is important to allow yourself to acknowledge those feelings of where you are and acknowledge what has taken place. But you actually have to do something to get through it. Um, and so it, I just tell everybody healing is a healing is a process one minute you're healing and maybe you have things that maybe trigger you but what do you do to get through those triggers so then that way it doesn't hold you right here because you've made all this progress so if you made all this progress and then here comes something that's triggering you how do we get through that trigger so that we can continue along the healing process because we don't want any triggers to come in the way and like stop us from what we're doing like we want to work through that so we have to know what that trigger is and we have to understand like how did we get to this trigger so were there some underlying things that we've never explored, but, but we got to explore those. We can get to the actual bottom of how did we get here? And then we can actually, okay, here's how we got here. Here's how we're going to work through this. So we're going to figure out how we got here and then we're going to work our way back up so we can learn how to work through it so that we can continue along the path of actually healing. Yeah, I wrote it down. I'll, I'll put oh. it in the notes because these oh. are the three tips. Like how you, I need to write everything down. Oh. I'm 45. I need to write things down. Um, and I love that you said that allow the healing process. And also just a little tip for me, what I have done is for forgiveness of myself. It, and you said how breathing, I love that because sometimes I, I'm a visual like person and learner that I literally feel myself like breathe in, breathe out, the, right. the you know, breathe out the negative thoughts and feelings and emotions. I also have done this before. Um, I wrote down like a letter, like I wrote Dear Jackie, and kind of like a forgiveness letter to myself. Right. Um, one time I have it in a book, and I've referred back to it a few times, like over the course of my, like before I got married, because I like to see how, how much progress I have actually made and like the work I've done um, for myself, on myself, like look how far I've come pre- you know, like 11 years ago. And one time I just burned it. <laughs> I was just like that shit on fire. And that was like, it was just, but kind of like those, um, I guess like a rituals or like a little ceremony you do for yourself. For me, that's part of uh, how I create my healing. So sometimes I encourage women, like what is your feeling that you want, that you need to move through that progress to not to move through that um it is a strategy right to get, right. go through that forgiveness uh and i hear some women say crazy things like that oh yeah i need to go to like the beach or the ocean and mm -hmm. just let you know something go free or 
things like that i need to rip it up write down it and rip it up and throw it out and you know it might sound a little woo woo or a little like whatever but i really feel that for some people it works it does um and that was actually something i was going to get to too is i journal i journal every night before i go to bed i write a letter to god and just kind of write through like what happened that day and just kind of like really just write everything down but i've actually been journaling for years and i didn't even really realize that it was just a part of my everyday routine as a kid i would just journal and write and i wrote down a lot of what was going on when i was like when i was in my marriage and kind of writing out things and so i forgot about the notebook to be honest with you i totally forgot all about mm -hmm. it and then one day i found it and i was like wow like i've really come a long way considering where i was to where i am today and i'm grateful for going through that because it made me the person that I am today. So there's no like, you know, like not mad about it at all. Right. But I was able to at least see, Hey, here's how far I've come and just kind of say, wow, like, huh, I would have never thought that this would be where I'm at today. So it is good to actually chronicle all of that so that you can have it to go back to. And I've written letters to myself and I actually give people that option. Like, Hey, I, I suggest that you write a letter to yourself because it helps you, right. It helps you to go back to it a month from now, mm -hmm. two months and just see like where you were and where you are today and let's look at that progress because you made a lot of progress whether or not people realize it or not when you're going through any type of healing you're not who you were when you first started so you may have started in this spot and then you move on and you're like way over here but your mindset has changed um the way you respond to people have changed like your thoughts around things have changed because you allowed yourself to be like open to like learning new things um I'm a big, I love to like go for rides and like bring a journal and like take notes while mm -hmm. I'm there. I love to people watch. And so I I'll encourage people to get outside and people watch. Like I learn a lot just from watching people, like watching their interactions. I can just sit at a park or sit anywhere and be like, just kind of like walk, like walking and looking around. And I'm like, wow, I never noticed that before. Or I never saw that before. And it just helps me to see things differently. And then I write things down. And as I do that, I find that I'm healing because I'm taking myself out of my current environment, going into a new environment with a new set of eyes, new sets of ears. And I'm able to see differently. I'm able to see clear and I'm able to hear clear because before, if you sit and you sit in the same environment where you got sick, you'll never heal. So you have to get out of that old environment to a new environment so you actually can heal. So I always encourage my clients to do that. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. So much. I tell I'm in New York, um, Long Island City, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn. I go all over and I offer people, especially tourists. I say, when you come, you know, people either now are always looking on our phone or directions mm -hmm. or like, I say, look up look up in New York. You will see the most outrageously beautiful things or on the old buildings, there's like gargoyles, like random gargoyles, right? You're like, oh my God. I'm like, you will learn so much. And I said, even in general, when you're walking, look up. Like it just feels good to look up in the sky and see this space and like all the like universe and God out there that if you come to New York, just walk around and look up because you will see something new and it feels so good. In New York one time and mm -hmm. just in, in New York City, I was I was that tourist who you probably would talk about because I was like, oh my gosh, like I was like looking all over and of course people are walking by me like hurry up and get out the way. But there's so much beauty in being able to look up all around you, right? So much beauty. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes we don't do that. A lot of times we just focus on our area and we don't look anywhere else. But when you look up, there's so much to see. So much beautifulness is there. We, we miss it if you don't even give yourself that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. A, fr a friend just jumped on. Olga, if you have a question around heartbreak, shout it out. Um, oh, my God. She requested to be on. Do you want to ask your question live, Olga? We're all happy for you, right? You're okay if we invite someone on to ask a question? Let's see if she comes out. I don't know if she will or not. Um, but that would be fun. I haven't done that before. If you and if she doesn't want to come on camera, she's more than welcome yeah. to message in my DMs. Be more than happy to answer and more than happy to help. Yeah. Um wonderful. So Olga, reach out to us. Anyone else, if you have a question for the love cheerleader, please, please DM reach out. I will put her information on the IG live and the podcast as well. And um Lenise, tell us where we can find you besides IG. Okay, well, you can go to my website. It's www.thelovecheerleader.com. Um, I'm going to be posting some videos on YouTube here really soon in the next week or two. Um, and then I have a podcast that I'm working on as well. So would love to have you on my podcast as soon as I get that up and running. But um, but that's definitely something I'm working on. So, um, But yeah, stay connected with me. I'm all over social media. So please, please, please find me and stay connected. Well, thank you so much, Lenise. And I'm happy if you ever need a podcast uh, person. I'm here. I love these things. And I love doing lives. And this is just so much fun. Thank you for sharing. Everyone, I'm going to recap, recap the three tips because we know we write it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put it on the pod. And this will be up tomorrow on Spotify, Audible, Apple, and now iHeartRadio and YouTube. So thank you, Lenise. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for your insight. Thank you for being the love cheerleader. Thank I really, you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. I love doing things like this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.